재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 On Mondays, the back half of the show is all about the good life. We are bringing you the pursuits, the hobbies, the knowledge that we think kind of comes together into a patchwork of a healthy and balanced life. Sometimes it's food, sometimes it's meditation or, or reading. This week, it's physical, but it's also mental because we're talking about Taekwondo and we've got Master Kim Hong-jin who runs top Taekwondo. He has been a practitioner of the martial art for 35 years, and he's the head of research at the Global Taekwondo Association, where he trains Korean Taekwondo masters to go abroad and then share their skills with other students overseas. He's here to help us understand some of the benefits of Taekwondo on both a physical and a mental level. Master Kim, welcome. Hi, Courage. Great to see you again. It's great to see you. Uh, I... I have a superficial knowledge of Taekwondo all these years in Korea, and I've never taken Taekwondo lessons or anything like that. Once in a while, you know, you'll go to a, uh, some kind of government event or some kind of cultural festival, and you'll see somebody flying through the air and popping balloons and breaking boards. But my, my knowledge beyond that is um, not that deep at all. Is there a cutoff age for learning Taekwondo? Especially in my academy, we start from five years old. As young as five years old. Yes, above to 50 years old. Up to 50. Wow, yes. that's, that's a broader bandwidth than yes. I expected. <laughs> I would have thought it was very demanding and you would have to you know, stop at a certain age. When we talk about how Koreans, ordinary Koreans in their lives, uh, come into contact with Taekwondo, is it something that's taught, say, in physical education in schools? Or how do normal Koreans uh, first learn Taekwondo? Uh, probably that's the... I think parents desire, the parents, they want to send the kids to have uh, at least first degree black belt because mm. you know that Korean, especially men, we have to go military service as a mandatory. So if we don't have that license certificate, you'll have heck of a time. Really? Yes. <laughs> we have a contributor. We had talked to somebody on Wednesday. Uh, he comes in every Wednesday. He's a chef. And... Um, he was telling me how he went to the military and he didn't have his Taekwondo knowledge. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so, he, he, you know, the military taught him Taekwondo. If you haven't ever learned Taekwondo before that, then by the time you get to the military, they'll teach you, right? Or will uh, they not? I was the headmaster. I taught 500 military soldiers. Mm. Uh, someone who has a certificate, they have free time. When they have... When they, when, they, when they don't have that one, they can have a free time and also very difficult to have a vacation ticket. Uh-huh. So, so like they have to have a, at least a first degree black belt. You either need to, you got to get your skills up before you can get a Hyuga Jin. Yes. So if somebody like myself came in and was interested, like first class of Taekwondo, and you're explaining the, the vision, what it's all about, and what somebody can expect Tell me uh, about the, the philosophy. Of the philosophy? Uh, we are using like uh, mind and body. Mm. But also, we need to know what they need. And also, we have to break down every movement to make them learn easily. And also, at the beginning, we, have, we need to explain what is Taekwondo mean. Mm. And what is Taekwondo mean in your life. So, make them easy to understand. And then we can start... Uh, uh, simple movement, any block, any punch, any stance, and just one day they can observe and then they will like it. That part of explaining what Taekwondo means, uh, can you do that a little bit for me uh, now? I mean, what does it mean? Uh, taekwondo means 
it's not really like long time ago we made it. Mm. I, I told you last time it was around 1970 and uh, 1950, 1950. Seriously? Yes. I didn't realize Taekwondo was that young of a, of a, of an, a martial art. The name... came out at the time. Uh-uh. So okay. it's really pretty young, but Taekwondo means like, usually Tae is a foot, uh-huh. and Kwon is a fist, and Do is the way. Is so the how, way. Yes, how we use the, our body, especially legs and the hands. The way of hand and, and foot, yes. we might say. And so it's uh, in terms of like an, an ethos or a philosophy or a mindset, Um, is the idea sort of concentrating power of the body into fists and hands? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then probably I couldn't explain the detail about Taekwondo, but when we talk about Taekwondo, we need to talk about the Mudo philosophy first. Mudo? Yeah, yeah Mudo philosophy first. Okay. So this one we're going to talk about probably later. After, okay. we practice, uh, after we explain physical fitness, that's better to understand mm. The audience. So it starts with physical. Yes. You don't get into the deeper philosophy and stuff until you've conditioned them with movements and routines. We can, we can approach it both ways, but... Mm. Uh, In your right, school. Yes, like when we talk about mentally like, too much, they don't really get exciting. So try to show what we have and what can they can do. So we can show the performance and then some movement and they will be so exciting about that. And you break things for them. Yes, sir. You show them, uh, yeah, I'm going to break these three boards and yes. one day you'll do that. Yes, board breaking. <laughs> <laughs> How soon do you get to break boards? Is it first degree black belt or? Uh, no, d- depend on uh, what kind of kick they want, they're going to use. Uh, you do it with kicks. You can also do it with fists. Yes. Right. Uh, so usually black belt have a different like very high level kit but also we have color belt starting from white belt to red belt mm. and every two months we have a promotional belt test so that's the one of the requirement they have to break the board mm. with their requirement and then they can pass the test and they can have a new belt so every two months they need to learn mm. how to break the board How, okay, how fast do, does the typical Taekwondo student progress? Like to get, you said that uh, the minimum military requirement was the um, first degree black belt, right? Yes. How long does that take for a typical student? Oh, typical student, wow. Maybe a year or? Uh, at least like one year. Okay. That's the requirement because they have to follow every step, white belt to red belt. And red belt, they're ready to have a, a black belt test. So that probably takes more than one year. Mm. And the bulk of what they're doing in terms of practicing and formulating their skills, is it sort of routines? Is it air movements, things like this? Um, You know, like uh, sort of what uh, karate students might call katas, you know, just like kind of punching the air and practicing movements, or is it something else? Yes, we have a pumse, we call it pumse. Pumse. That's form. at least 18 movements to above 30. And there is blocks, there is a stance and strike mm. and kicking technique. We all combine. Okay. So it's really good to practice to have better balance and coordination while we're practicing those forms. Pumse. Ah, pumse. And these are being practiced kind of in isolation. You are, you're standing there and you're kind of practicing those. Even by yourself, you can pr- get better at doing those. Yes. First time we show... 
master showed the demonstration, and the student behind me, they follow my movement, mm. and then they can practice what you said by themselves. Okay. All right. So, and the the, the main goal is uh, what to to gain a greater flexibility or a, or a stronger sort of concentration of power in in punch and kick. Or what would you say is the main sort of goal that you're striving for? Yeah. First, we tell them we need you have to show the powerful movement and also great like confidence sound. We call kia. Yes, but also when they, when they have to show the powerful movement, we teach different ways to develop the power. As you know, when you increase your speed, it will affect great power mm. and because they cannot gain weight for like certain, like one day, boom. Yeah. So they have their own weight and how to use that weight to using uh, great speed mm. to have a better power. So we break down the concept to make a better power and then let them break the board with the technical part. Kia, that's the sound. Yeah, it's like this, this it's like a yell from from your from Low your belly. Them, yes. Right? Yeah. Is that does that contribute to your power or is that just kind of part of the ritual? Probably this one this one we're gonna talk about later, but um, when you practice two things for the physical part, one is we call local muscle, inner muscle. Mm. And then the other one is global muscle. So when you develop the local muscle, it will stabilize your body. body. Is that what they call core nowadays? Like yes, the, sir. Yeah, yeah, so it's your middle. It's your yes. Yeah. So when you have gear, and then they all contract your muscle and have better power. So we always make them like like great yell. So gear. So if <laughs> they if they don't have that one, um, we give them push up. Give push, them push up. Yes, that's good core as well. <laughs> Do they have to do a key up while they're doing a push up? Yes, sir. Really? Count one, sir, two, sir. They have to <laughs> say they want. <laughs> okay. This no wonder you're you're prepared for the military after you do this. All right. Can we get into what did you call it? Mudo. Yeah, mudo philosophy. What is that? Okay, this is mental part that mudo is uh, translate of martial art. Taekwondo is. You said do was way. Do is way, right? Yes. Taekwondo. And then what's the mu part of mudo? Uh, mu is to stop the attack. Like defense? D- disturbance or aggression. So uh-huh. the mu means to stop. Okay. Attack, disturbance or aggression. So mudo, the word is made long time ago. Mm. So when we have a lot of war, the people, they have to learn martial art to save our life mm. and also our family. But nowadays... We use Mudo concept um, for the way to live a better life hmm. within harmonious unite of body and mind. So this Mudo philosophy is very great tool to approach any kind of martial art concept. It's interesting. Okay, so it's it's mind body. It, it almost sounds like yoga talk, you know, mind body sort of unity, uh, that kind of thing. You said the the term Taekwondo yes. was came into being around what the sixties, the fifties, or the sixties. Nineteen fifty, yes. But you're talking about these sort of hundreds of years ago need for martial arts. Yes. Was it just sort of general martial arts, and then it it, it kind of came together as Taekwondo as late as the nineteen fifties? Yes. Mm. So like Budo is not only for Korean, like all Asian, also probably Western country, they practice. That mudo with okay. a different way. 
Okay. So if you're just hearing Mudo for the first time, as I kind of am, part of it is unifying mind, harmonizing mind and body. And what else, what else can you tell me about Mudo? Uh, we do that Mudo concept. And it's like basic concept. And people, they know, oh, we need to find out the way to live a better life. That's the everyone knows. But in Taekwondo area, we teach how to have a better confidence. We do that philosophy concept. So uh, we use the Taekwondo uh, for using mind and body. Mm-hmm. And in the class, we practice with physically. But also in the class, we teach them how to use uh, our mind to develop the confidence. So I told you we have a belt system, and every belt system has uh, our philosophy put in. Okay. So, for example, yellow belt, we have foundation. Orange belt, uh, responsibility. So we have a great concept in every belt. And we teach how to accomplish the goal. So there's almost uh, a, a philosophical goal hardwired into every belt level. Yes. Responsibility. It's, it's almost kind of a morality, too. A yes. morality of taking moral, Yeah, moral character. Moral character. Um, and I guess the idea of that is, I mean, to, to quote from the movie, you know, with, with great power comes great responsibility, right? Yes. So the, the, the more dangerous you become, I guess, as you progress through these levels, you have to also grow your character so that you're not abusing this, um, this force. Yes. So always we talk about attitude is everything. Hmm. So even though they learn physical part, the attitude has to be really positive way. So if we don't have a positive attitude, probably they're going to abuse that power, what they learn from us. Yeah, I can understand that, especially if they were, you know, as young kids, if they yes. were beaten up or bullied, then uh, they, if they haven't developed the character, they're going to start taking it out on people. So um, the belief system, when somebody gets to an advanced level in Taekwondo, tell me a little bit about their character. What kind of benefits have they, have they taken on? Oh, Every area, when they learn more detail, we put, we put them in a class so they can teach other people. Ah, oh, really? Yeah, any kind of language, any kind of field, when they learn more detail, um, we put them in the teaching part so they mm-hmm. can learn fast. So in Taekwondo, we have a leadership program. So when people become black belt, we teach leadership program so they can teach the other color belt. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, ask them, hey, after you teach other people, how do you feel? Great, sir. So they have a really good emotion after they teach other people and they think that they, they're helping other people with that knowledge, with that experience. So it's kind of you know, passing on what you've, what you've known and applying that to teaching others, a really interesting sort of uh, organic kind of self-reinforcement. You must Taekwondo became an Olympic sport uh, not too long ago, right? 2000, Sydney. 2000, Sydney. Yeah. So that's relatively early in Olymp- or relatively late in the game uh, in Olympic terms. Um, have you trained any uh, Olympic Olympics, athletes? Olympics, wow. That's, when I was in America, like uh, five students 
was with me, and then we practiced that one. They didn't have a gold medal, but I think they have silver, and then... Oh, really? They, yeah, they got really good. But not in the Olympic, like in the national championship. It's kind of a, a, a Korean soft power, a Korean cultural power uh, overseas. You know, you've got uh, Hallyu in one way yes. and K-pop and all of that. <laughs> Taekwondo is also a, a very much a Korean way of transmitting not just um, power and athleticism, but also Korean culture. I mean, when you do a class in Taekwondo in, say, the United States, you're still kind of invoking Korean culture in a way, aren't you? Yes, so like we teach also in Korean. Hana! Ah, the number, yes. They, do, they say that in yes. a way? Really? And then also, uh, all the basic name of the movement we using in Korean. Ah, really? Yes, so like, Kia, and also, Chariot, uh, like, Gyeongne, like, Attention, Bao, we using uh, Korean word. And what, does, what would a student call the, the master in a class? Uh, instructor will be Sabomnim. Sabomnim. Yeah. Uh, master will be Kwanjangnim. Kwanjangnim. Yeah. And they say that, like, even if you're in an American class, will they say Kwanjangnim or will uh, they say uh, master? I think it's kind of hard to yeah, say. Yeah, they call me Master Kim. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the Korean language is not necessarily that advanced, I guess. Um, when you say you teach people to go out and, and apply sort of these Taekwondo concepts to fields like business or life or uh, in general, Where's the, where's the crossover there? Is it uh, just wow. because you've developed confidence? Or? The, I mean, we teach, we, we are the main reason that how to teach Taekwondo as a great tool to overcome individual's obstacle. So that individual? means individual's obstacle. Okay, individual obstacles. Yes, yeah, so everyone has obstacle. And uh, the main uh, more, uh, important thing is how to overcome the obstacle. Hmm. Not many people, they know. But The people, they come to Taekwondo because they like it. And then we teach those concepts after teaching Taekwondo. And they follow so well and they can apply in their life. So when we teach Taekwondo, that's the main concept we teach. Probably business will come out too, but Mm. I think... So one of the key sort of uh, tenets is persistence. Yes, we have five tenets. Okay. Yes. Walk me through. Uh, perseverance, courtesy, courtesy, yeah, uh, self control, integrity, indomitable spirit. That's the five tenets we have, and now two hundred eight country in the world they're mm-hmm. using that kind uh, tenets. So that's the main one. When do you uh, start sparring with other students? At what point in the learning process is it? Within that first year? The first year. Wow. You mean like my like. Record, is it like, always no 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 no? I mean, a typical student, is it always sort of just performing these uh, these movements? Uh, what you call them, pumse, oh, in yes. isolation and breaking boards, or at what point do two students say start to uh, spar and fight? Kyorugi, kyorugi, yes, sparring, yes. Is that, that early or is that later? That was in the Olympic game. That's why mm. the taekwondo spread out so quickly. Mm-mm. But in a class, in a learning environment, do students just perform these pumse and break boards and, and kind of focus on themselves? Or are they sparring with each other? Sparring is one of the requirements. So they have to. And Not only for, yes. Early on or? When they start, mm. uh, especially every academy has different system. But our academy, we put on the 
blue belt. That's the middle of the color belt. Mm-hmm. Um, when they learn from white belt to before the blue belt, we recognize that they're ready to have a sparring. But also, it's not full contact. Mm. They have light contact, yes. Light contact. Yes. It's like, you know, you kind of tag. And there's uh, obviously all kinds of uh, protection. Yeah, heavy gear, protect, uh, protect chest, and then arm pad and shin guard. They have to have protect, protector. Is Taekwondo, a, if somebody is just wants simple, basic self-defense kind of thing, maybe not necessarily the full range of, uh, uh, of everything, but just wants basic kind of practical self-defense, Is it, uh, is it an advisable martial art to study just for, say, like a, a woman wants to protect herself or somebody just wants to protect themselves in a practical sense? Mm. Is Taekwondo a, a, a practical martial art in that wow. sense? Wow, okay, that's the big question. And I'm sure that any kind of martial art, when they learn a uh, proper way, and later then, when they have a really dangerous situation and they have to face on, To me, they need to have first thing. They have to escape that place okay. with that great confidence. So that's the first. Yeah. If you're cornered, yeah. if you're if you're if your back is to the wall, then you have sort of the confidence to move forward. Yes, and because most of the time people they just got frozen, like they cannot move, even though they cannot speak. But when they learn martial art well, and then they can speak out and then get help from other. That makes a lot of sense. That sounds like the biggest takeaway, the ability to rely on yourself, be confident, and deal with whatever situation uh, life throws at you. Master Kim Hongjin is in charge of Top Taekwondo. He's a 35-year practitioner of the art. It's been a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me.